Amen, amen. God is truly a good God. God is truly great, amen. Uh, before I like to get started in this sermon, amen, let us get a word of prayer and let us just look to the Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father God, Father God, I am truly thankful for your victory, your salvation, and your glory, Father God, for all you have done. Hallelujah, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for all you have done. Father God, I just pray that you speak through me, Father God, and you just grant me with wisdom, knowledge, confidence, and peace, Father God. Father God, what is it that we can do for you, Father God? Father God, I truly thank you. I just want to truly get in your word more and just stay in your word and just keep on having faith in what you do, Father God. Father God, I truly thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Father God, as he is my personal Lord and Savior, Father God. I look up to Jesus and I respect Jesus with all my heart, Father God. Bless your heart, bless your soul, and bless your wonderful name, Father God. In the name of Jesus, let us pray and say amen. Amen. God is truly great. Amen. Now, today's scripture will be Romans 12 through 3. Verses, no, Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 12. 3 verses 8. Amen. And this topic is the believer in himself. Now, the church I go to, New Life Christian Church of Seattle, um, we've been talking, we've been doing this topic for a while. And, you know, after looking at the, the subject of the believer in God, the believer has to look at the subject of himself, man. He has to see the uh, expiration of, of what God is to him personally. Because God directs two forceful charges to the believer personally. And one thing is the reason why I say we're going to be looking at the book of Romans because, you know, this basically talks about how the believer has to think of himself, but the believer cannot think of himself too highly. Amen. And this exploration is directed at every man that is just among you because every believer needs to work at humility. Humility is the number one thing that as human beings that we can struggle with. Amen. Because one thing we lack is humility. And that's one thing Jesus Christ always had. Humility. And that's why I say as an example, we have to be Christ-like. And we have to have that humility. Amen. And so basically, Romans, you know, book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 3 and 5. You know, it talks about the humility, the spiritual gifts. And, you know, the church and the body of Christ. Amen. So, and if you have your Bibles out, let's get ready and let's say amen. Y'all ready? Come on, Amen. And this is coming from the NIV. Amen. I am a King James fan, but I like the NIV because, you know, it breaks down the words and it is very updated English, so if I get confused, I always come back to the NIV, amen? Now, let's read what the scriptures have to say. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you, just as each of us has one body with many members. And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, 
We who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Amen. Um, Let's bless that reading. For today, amen. I truly thank God for the reading. And basically what this is saying is to be living sacrifices to God. Amen. And what I mean by being living sacrifices to God, because one person who was a living sacrifice was Jesus Christ. And we know that he was crucified and he did die on the cross for our sins. Amen. Which is very obvious. <laughs> so we ought to think of ourselves, but we cannot think soberly. And when this word balance, it means, you know, it's saying in one's right mind, therefore the exploration is to just think of yourself wisely and accurately, making a sane and well-balanced evaluation of one person and abilities. An evaluation of oneself should be made, but it should be a sober and sane judgment, not an insane and balanced judgment. So just note how strong this is, you know, you're really thinking highly of oneself and it's just in a very same thought, you know, and thinking that this one is more important than someone else, it's blasphemy. It is very blasphemous. So no matter what people say or no matter what I say or the president of the United States says, every person is important to God. Every person is meaningful and significant to God's kingdom, no matter who the person is. And so no matter if you're heterosexual, no matter if you're homosexual, you are important to God. Because if you're not important to God, then what would you be doing here on this earth? What would you be doing here in the world? Amen. And that's purpose, you know, your importance to God and how much you mean to God. Amen. And we see that in the book of Hosea, how much we mean to God and us sinning and us lying and us living a life full of pride is is showing that God loves us. And it's sad to see us dwell within sin because if God didn't love us, then why would he create us? You know, God is love. God is purpose. And so you ought to know that from the heart. That you are loved no matter what. No matter what people say. You know, there's always those people say, oh, well, the Bible says, well, yeah, the Bible says, show me. Show me the scripture. Show me what it has to say. Amen. Because even if you show me, God still loves you no matter what. You are loved. So, people, just remember that you are loved. And this is why we have to walk humbly before God. And. We ought to walk humbly before others because what we are and what we have and what we all possess, it comes from God no matter what. And we have to humble ourselves. See, all the things and all the gifts that Jesus had came from God. And Jesus was able to humble himself no matter what situation or circumstance he was in. I remember um, Jesus was in this crowd and they tried to make Jesus come and run because this man named Jarius, his wife was on the verge of dying and he was telling Jesus to hurry up and run. 
Jesus didn't run. Jesus still walked to his destination. And the whole Bible is pretty much in the New Testament telling you out of those three years in the ministry how Jesus walked. Jesus walked everywhere no matter what. He walked. Jesus ain't never ran no matter what. No matter what. And we see that when Jesus went to Jairus' wife, um, she touched Jesus and she was healed. And it was because of her faith that she was healed. Because even if Jesus wasn't on their time or clockwise, he didn't show up necessarily when they wanted him to show up. She still had faith that Jesus would do it. Amen. And the reason why I say we have, that's the reason why we have to humble ourselves before God, because we have the gift and abilities that God has given us. And we have the faith and we have the drive to use these gifts. Now, for those who don't have the faith and who don't have the drive, you find a way. Amen. No matter what it is, you have brothers, you have sisters. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. So what you have to do is to communicate with your brothers and communicate with your sisters. Amen. To, you know, find those gifts, you know. And the most number one important thing is to pray about it. Amen. You can never turn down no prayer. Amen. Lord forbid I turn down any prayer. Amen. But to pray and communicate, amen. Because that's the thing we do when we pray, we're communicating, we're talking to God. And after we pray and talk to God, we talk to people who are in the body of Christ, who have been through that same experience, who have been down that same path, and we get advice from them and how we can use it, amen. The Bible says to walk with the wise, amen. We must walk with those who are wise. But a companion of fools sure does suffer a lot of harm, amen. So don't get no foolishness, amen, because we was in foolishness before, and that's how our failure started and our failure created, amen. So don't get up in no foolishness, amen. If you want to be successful, it's all about advice and taking advice, amen. And that is walking humbly before God that we are able to take that advice and we are able to just bring it in and soak it and just soothe it all in, amen. And that's just what we're able to do, amen. Kendrick Lamar says, be sit down, <laughs> Be humble. <laughs> sit down. Be humble. And that's all we got to do is to sit down and be humble. Amen. But I don't mean let nobody punk you, take advantage of you. No, you tell them the truth. You tell them wisdom. If they are lacking wisdom, if they are perishing for that lack of knowledge, then you bring wisdom in them. And you just pray that God can speak through you so God can give them that wisdom so they can walk in that purpose that God has designed for them. Amen. And the fact is that what we have received from God is just is, is a measure. You know, no person has a full measure of anything, you know. And we're not perfected in any area. We all age, deteriorate, decay. We all have no, we all have to move aside eventually for others. And this is passing the torch, amen. You know, Michael Jordan was getting really old, you know, won his last championship. And we got this young guy named Kobe Bryant, amen. And he saw that Kobe played just like him. Kobe had that game. So he passed the torch to Kobe Bryant, amen. And, you know, for those of you that watch basketball, I am a San Antonio Spurs fan, amen. And I sure, whoo, I sure do love me some Spurs, amen. And, you know, before there was the great Tim Duncan, it was David Robinson. And David Robinson was the man. 
Everybody loved him in San Antonio. Now, eventually, David Robinson, after he became an all-star and whatnot, he got old, amen. And what he had to do, he passed the torch. Now, the Spurs drafted this young, quiet kid, big 6'11", from Wake, dude from Wake Forest named Tim Duncan. Now, they called these guys, they dubbed them as the Twin Towers, and, you know, they won two championships together. But when Duncan already got on that team, he made first-team All-NBA his rookie year first off. Now, we had to pass that torch to him, amen. He knew his skills were to deteriorate, and that is being humble. is to pass your skills beyond each other. And that is one thing that Lucifer lacked, amen. Lucifer was an angel, popular angel. He had the looks. He had everything that is on this list. But the thing Lucifer lacked was to be humble. He thought that because he had so much power and so much knowledge that he could overthrow God and he could take God's throne. You can't take your father's throne. You cannot take your creator's throne. Amen. Can I get a witness? Now you can't. Now you can't. And that is the reason why Lucifer is after us. And Lucifer wants us to, you know, take our eye off of God. Because we have the one thing that Lucifer doesn't possess. But we have yet to activate it. Amen. And that gift is to pretty much be humble. Be humble. Amen. And the believer in himself has to be humble. Humble yourselves in front of God. Humble yourselves in front of Jesus. Amen. And God gives, he, he gives a gift to every person, but, you know, not just one, not just two, not just three. God gives a gift to everybody. God is a given God. God gave us the earth. God gave us the light. God gave us the darkness. God gave us the ocean, the birds, the trees, the land. And most importantly, God gave us Jesus. Amen. So we got to know that God is a giving God. You can't blame God on not on you not opening your gifts. God even gave you your gift. He just waiting for you to open it. God's just like that mother on Christmas talking about open your gift, open your gift, open your gift. <laughs> you know, God is just like that mother. Amen. Just waiting for you, you know, to open that gift and whatnot. Amen. God is just like that mother, you know. But the thing is, we're not opening that gift because others want to open that gift and others want to take a peek of that gift before you. But one thing is, you have to let them know that, hey, you have a gift, you know. If you want me to help you open your gift, you know, or find your gift, I'll do that, you know. I'll pray about it. I'll pray that you find your gift, but I know for sure you ain't taking my gift. So what makes you think that you're going to take my gift? Amen. You got to let people know that this is my gift and I'm going to activate it. People are going to try to tell you that's not your gift. You know, God didn't give you that gift. Oh, yes, God did give you that gift. You just mad because you don't want to open your gift because you think somebody's gift is greater than yours. And people want to be jealous and people want to be bitter and sore about it. Amen. But you have to let them know to humble yourselves. Amen. And that's one of the reasons why Cain, why Cain failed. Because every time Abel gave him a gift, he had faith. And he just didn't give God just anything. Most importantly, he gave. Abel gave God his faith. But Cain can't do that. Cain thought, if I give God anything, I'm just going to be good with God. And a lot of times the believer thinks that if we just give God just one thing, if we just give God something, that we're already good with God. Amen. But no, that's not the point. You just cannot give God anything. You just can't walk and just say, hey, God, here, 
here's this. Hey, God, here's $20. No, you cannot do that. Amen. You cannot just give God any gift. Amen. You have to have faith. Faith is the number one thing that God wants from us. I remember one time my pastor said that we try to help God out too much. Quit helping out God. He don't need our help. He just wants your faith. And that's the thing. God wants our faith. That's the gift of God is faith. If you have faith in God and you trust God and you love God, that's God. That's all God wants, love. And if you truly love God, you would humble yourselves. You would feed that sheep. Amen. Jesus once told Peter, said, if you truly love me, then feed my sheep. Amen. We got to humble ourselves. Amen. We got to go out there and feed that sheep. Feed them the word. Give them knowledge. Give them insight. But we have to be humble when we do it. Amen. Ooh, I can hear, hear God speaking to me. Amen. Ooh, thank you, Lord. And the genuine believers are just are one body in Christ. Now, this is a very beautiful picture of the body of Christ. Amen. Because of its effectiveness is often used. And when we're in the body of Christ, we're able to be humble. And we're able to be calm. And we're able to be graceful. And we're able to have faith. Amen. Now, the believers can be, can be compared to the human body. Because as we know, the human body, it has a lot of parts. And... Or members, and no two members have the same function. So it's with believers that there are many, yet there are one body in Christ. Every single believer has a distinct function to fulfill in the world, amen. And when it says that, it means you have purpose in this world, amen. But if you were just to humble yourselves in front of God, then you could figure out what that purpose is. You're not being humble, and you're not being graceful, and you're not having faith if you're trusting in what other people say. A lot of times, people want you to do this. People want you to do that. But you can't always listen to what man has to say, because man is not 100% right. Man is not 100% functional. But we know that my God is 100% functional. We know that my God... God is always right. God ain't never wrong. There ain't no such thing as wrong in God's dictionary. Amen. I have a right to be biased to God. So I've never seen God wrong once. Now you got a lot of people talking. You got a lot of people talking about. Oh well, if God is so wrong, if God is so right, why can't He ain't sin? Amen. Why can't He? Amen. It's not how it works. It's not. Amen. God don't work like that, where he's just directly going to give you the answer. You see, you got to work for it. You got to work because God wants to get that faith out of you, you know. God wants you to be that fat dude at the gym who wants you to lose all these pounds so he can just get that faith out of you. That's the thing. You just got to be that big person who just wants to work so hard and lose all that weight in the gym. Amen. You got to be that person to God. You got to want to work so hard that, you know, you show God the faith. But it doesn't mean just give God anything. It just doesn't mean just do anything for God. Amen. You have to pray. You have to seek wisdom. You have to seek knowledge of what God wants. You have to be an example of Christ and see what Christ did to please God. Amen. And we have to do things to please God because as we're being humble, we're able to please God in so many ways. Amen. Can I get a witness in here? Amen. 
Now I say you can do this, amen. But the number one thing you have to do is to activate the blood of Jesus. Because when you activate that blood, you can do anything. You can overcome that sin. You can pick up your brothers. You can pick up your sisters. You got to know that you is a child of God. You got to know that you can humble yourselves. You got to know that you can walk with dignity. You got to know that you have to walk by faith and not by sight. Huh? The Bible says, huh? and God commended his love towards us. Huh? And while we were yet still sinners, huh? Christ died for us. Huh? I said Christ died for us. Huh? But the one thing Christ left for us huh? is to activate the blood. Huh? Humble yourselves. Huh? Pick up your brother. Huh? Pick up your sister. Huh? When they are in need, huh? let God do it. Huh? Let God take over. Huh? This ain't your battle no more. Huh? This is God's battle now. Huh? Prove it huh? by letting God take control. Huh? Prove it huh? by putting your faith in God. Huh? I once put my faith in man, huh? but it didn't work out. Huh? Not only did I put my faith in man once, huh? but I did it twice. Huh? I did it three times, huh? four times, huh? five times, huh? too many times to count. Huh? But now I'm telling you, huh? put your faith in God. Huh? Why not give it a shot? Huh? You tried it other times huh? to put your faith in man, huh? but it didn't work out. Huh? A wise man once told me, huh? the only thing you're going to get huh? is not trying. Huh? I'd rather fail huh? than to not try. Huh? Because when you know that you fail, huh? you can succeed. Huh? You can learn from your mistakes. Huh? And one thing I learned from my mistake is huh? I'm not going to be that priest huh? that leaves you behind. I'm not going to be that Levite huh, that leaves you behind. Huh? Oh, yeah. Huh? I'm going to be that good Samaritan. Huh? I ain't going to pass you by. Huh? I'm going to help you. Huh? I'm going to do whatever I can. Huh? I know I ain't got much, huh? but it's the least that I can do. Huh? It is the least that I can do. Huh? God's telling me huh, to pick up your brother. Huh? Pick up your sister. Huh? Dust them off. Huh? Have them keep on walking. Huh? One time during football practice, huh, I see this dude, huh? he was tired huh? from running from running them suicides, huh? but I picked him up. Huh? I told him to keep moving. Huh? I told him to don't stop. Huh? I told him this is purpose, huh? and that's what you got to do for your brother. Huh? Don't give up on Jesus. Huh? I said, don't give up on Jesus. Huh? Why give up on Jesus? Huh? Jesus didn't give up on you. Huh? I said, Jesus didn't give up on you. Huh? So why you going to give up on Jesus? Huh? You shouldn't even give up on him. Huh? You should put your faith on him. Huh? He died for us. Huh? So why you going to give up on somebody that died for us? Huh? Appreciate Jesus. Huh? Live a life based off appreciation. Huh? As you appreciate Jesus, huh? you ought to humble yourselves. Huh? As Christians, huh? we ought to be Christ-like. Huh? We ought to be an example of Christ. Huh? We ought to follow those teachings of Christ. Huh? We ought to not contradict what the Bible says. Huh? We not ought to twist what the Bible says. Huh? But we ought to use the Bible as a good works, huh? good measures. Huh? We ought to be that good Samaritan. Huh? We ought to be an example of that good Samaritan. Samaritan, huh? I know when I see my brother in stress, huh? I know when I see my sister in stress, huh? I'm going to pick up my brother. Huh? I'm going to pick up my sister huh? because I know huh, that I am huh, my brother's keeper. Huh? I know huh, that I am huh, my sister's keeper. Huh? It's all glory to God. Huh? I know huh, that I am huh, a child of God. Huh? So I'm not going to sin. Huh? I'm not going to dwell in sin. Huh? I know that I ain't 
perfect, huh? but I'm going to continue to be Christ-like. Huh? I'm going to continue to want to help others. Huh? I'm going to continue to walk in my purpose. Huh? I'm going to continue to pick up my brother, huh? dust off my brother. Huh? I'm going to continue to lean on my brother for help. Huh? I'm going to continue to get advice from the wise. Huh? I'm going to continue to be that wise man. Huh? I'm going to continue to help the youth. Huh? You see, the king and the queen huh, are the next generation. Huh? We got to be an example huh, and lead them in the right direction. Huh? But we got to do it through the good works of truth. Christ. I said do it through the good works of Jesus because we know that Jesus of Nazareth, he's a good God, amen. He is the son of God. So why isn't Jesus perfect? Why isn't Jesus a great example? This defines that Jesus is perfect because he was humble. He was that good Samaritan. So you got to know the trust in Jesus. See, Jesus ain't no process. Jesus ain't loading that 50%. Jesus Jesus ain't going to freeze on you. Jesus ain't going to lag on you. Jesus ain't going to crash on you. Jesus ain't going to flake on you. Jesus is going to be there 100%. But you got to know that Jesus don't work on your time. Jesus work on his time. But a lot of fools don't know that. A lot of folks don't know that. A lot of youth don't know that. A lot of elders don't know that. We got to be impatient. We got to be patient. I said we got to be patient. That impatience is gotta go. Toss it out. Throw it away. Wait on God. Wait on the Almighty God. I say because when you wait on Him, you'll even get a bigger gift. Job struggled with impatience, but he realized with patience comes more blessings. If you just be patient, you will get more blessings. But to be patient, you ought to humble yourself. I think I'm going to go now. I think I'm going to end this sermon now. It's been good. It has been good with y'all. I truly thank y'all for listening, for tuning in. May God bless y'all. May God continue to use y'all. May God continue to anoint y'all in the almighty name. Say yeah. Amen. I think I'm done for now. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. God is truly a good God. Amen. And I'm just going to continue to be used by God and continue to just dwell within and continue just to be an example of who Christ was. Amen. Now, I know this sermon was short and the sermon might not be the best, but I have faith that God will continue to work with me and continue to develop me into the minister that I, I become and the minister that God wants me to be. Bible says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Amen. Acknowledge him with all your heart and he shall direct your paths. Amen. I hope you guys had a wonderful day. and I truly pray that you guys will have the victory and the glory, salvation and the mercy that God has just gifted us with. Amen. God first. God bless. And may peace be with y'all. Amen. I'm out.